episode 23. 23. Awesome to be here, Antoinette. Glad to have you here. Thank you very much. What's going on with uh, Life Likewise Life? <laughs> <laughs> I said it like I was worried. Uh, like, what's no, going on? But no, housekeeping. Yes. What's okay. Uh, LikewiseLife.com. You can check out my blogs. Um, I write articles about things that I learn as I go through my journey yes. of being a Christian. So that's LikewiseLife.com. And even though we did the podcast about envy, I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but that was awesome. It was awesome. And as always, um, I just love to see like you do things that you didn't even think you could do. Like you probably in a million years never thought you would be a writer. No. But you are definitely an accomplished writer. <laughs> Thank you. And so I, I I can't wait to read more. And I can't wait for your first book. I can't wait mm-hmm. for your first book signing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for a lot of can't wait. There's a lot of can't wait, sweetie. Yeah, coming but it's going to take a lot of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't wait. That's the whole thing. I know. But so, Real Church Matters. Uh, subscribe. Thank everybody that's listening. I especially thank the people in New York. Hey. <laughs> the, the, it's a, been a big influx in people in New York listening. So, God bless you. Like, hey, DC, Maryland, Virginia. Let's, hey, let's get to it. <laughs> Our hometown not showing us no love, but it's okay. I don't think we talk about mumbo sauce and go go. <laughs> Yo, I made mumbo sauce last night. Uh, but that's another kind of <laughs> Jesus Sorry. Christ. So Oh, let me talk about Patreon, Patreon. guys. Um so basically we're trying to raise money, of course, to keep this podcast going and to invest in t shirts and water bottles and stuff like that. Um so you can go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Um, forward slash real church matters and you click become a patron and you can donate as low as a dollar per month or you can go more if you you're a real supporter and we would really appreciate that yes and i can't wait to just you know get these t-shirts popping and send it on out to those real supporters free of charge just as a thank you for supporting what we're doing and we're just trying to you know explore every avenue this is all new to us mm-hmm. only thing that ain't new to me is you the know word. the word <laughs> but it's the, the only constant you know everything else you know is it, it's, it's a new journey and with every step i just want to give people an opportunity for those who are interested in giving and supporting and we've had quite a few people ask us about it so we're giving you an opportunity to do that but jumping into today's topic on episode 23 we um we were supposed to talk about one thing, and then I had a, a brief conversation with you via text, mm-hmm. and that conversation like put me right into a place of, let's talk about doubt. Okay. And, you know, it, it's funny because we never know how we're inspiring each other mm-hmm. in the situations that we're going through in our lives, and how, you know, I just want to take that opportunity now just to... Just to talk about something that I don't know if if uh, people realize that they don't have to deal with this thing. Right. They don't have to suffer in this way. Um, and, and some people may say, well, how is doubt suffering? Because you can think of a lot of things you're suffering from and you don't think of doubt as a thing you're suffering with. But there are a lot of um, extenuating symptoms that come from doubt yeah. that we focus on without realizing they come from a place 
of doubt. Especially as believers, because for me, like even with our conversation, I just feel like I'm at a point with my faith where it's just like <laughs> I'm either on the brink of like really being in this and really, you know, walking this out or just going back and just retracting, going back to my old ways. And I feel like it's a place where a lot of people do end up just going back. Because things start looking a certain way, you start feeling a certain way, and it's yeah. hard to see out see of it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, jumping right into it, I'm not going to mince any words. James 1 and 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Mm-hmm. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. One of the shortest scriptures, but one of the most potent. potent. It, you know, people that. always talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, keeping it real. Um, I don't think any scripture keeps it more real in the sense of he's saying a double-minded man. And what a double-minded man means in this context is one who is warring with two opinions. Mm -hmm. So he says a man who is torn between two opinions is unstable in all of his Mm decision-making. That's what I mean by ways. All of his decisions, all of his actions are filled with this hesitation right and i think it's interesting because most people use that to say it's the world i got the world on my mind and i got god and that's what makes me double-minded but it's really me and god like it's yeah. more of that that's, versus... that's why i love to use the concept of two opinions right i, I love that it, 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 it comes from that kind of um greek definition because it's not all the time that you torn between uh, quote unquote the world or our iteration of it mm-hmm. and, and that's a whole other thing that people talking about you know uh, the world and we're torn between it and old nature and new nature at the end of the day let's put it this way there is a thought that is going through your mind that has made enough of a fuss that it has got your attention deviated from what you know and believe about God mm-hmm and we are always in those situations. There's many a times where I am lacking stability in my life because I am torn between two opinions. Mm-hmm. I'm torn between two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. I'm torn between, sometimes that could even be me just thinking, God got it, and me like, yo, I got to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I got to make this work. I got to make this happen. People are counting on me. When I'm starting to think in that train of thought, I'm not really in the train of thought that God has it and God's going to supply and God's going to direct me right. and I have to wait until he shows me. This is the battle. This is just one situation mm-hmm. where I'm showing you like you can be torn in between two opinions and not even think about it really. It could be just but subconsciously. That's why, I, that's why I think it's weird for Christians because it's like you know it. Like you, we know the word. We know that God says, you know, he's going to be there and all that stuff, but you still have that instability because you're you're torn you're torn between yeah you're torn between what you know and what you've experienced and what you believe yeah and what you know and experience always is a bumping up against what you believe we don't experience things that support our faith yeah we experience things that fly against it Mm -hmm. and when we give those things the floor and give them an opportunity to have a say then there's an argument going on in our hearts that leads us to instability another thing that leads us to is hesitation if we're unstable then you'll see that we're cautious Mm -hmm. and if we're cautious that means we're taking our time and if we're taking our time we may be too late Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to make split second decisions that 
don't really lend itself to you walking cautiously. Mm -hmm. Don't really lend itself to you being hesitant. And that's the thing is like doubt is putting us in a place where we aren't moving as quick as we need to yeah. when it comes to these decisions. People be like, oh, well, one thing led to another. This is how one thing leads to another because you're torn in your understanding and you're not making quick decisions decisive in your life. So you're full of instability. Mm -hmm. Should I marry him? Shouldn't I? Should I love him? Shouldn't I? Should I buy that? Shouldn't I? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. it, it, these are the things that happen that cause us to be weary at night. Yep. Cause us to feel this weight on us that you don't have to feel because you don't have to be torn between two opinions. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be. It, it means, you, you, you get what I'm saying, right? No, I get it. And part of that is that we have to know where this this thing is happening. Mm -hmm. And so we, we pretty much said it, a double-minded man. So that lets you know since it's a, a factor of us being torn between two opinions, then we know that this is happening in the mind. Yeah. This is where it's all happening at. When people say, you know, I don't know what's going on with me. I I'm nervous. I I'm hesitant. I can't make sound decisions. I don't know what's going on in my life. You're unstable in You're your mind. Unstable. James 4 and 8 says it clearly. He says, draw nigh to God. You know, almost like as immediate answer. Mm -hmm. Draw nigh to God. And he'll draw nigh to you. It says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners. So that means stop doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like stop right here. Stop right here. Just drop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you, somebody was doing something and you just said, stop. And you said, let it go. Like You, you know how you're talking to a kid. Like, mm -hmm. Let it go. And they, they just drop whatever they're doing to the ground. He, that's what he's saying. He said, cleanse your hands. Right. Cleanse them. Hands in the air. Hands in the air. Mm -hmm. Done. And then he says, purify your hearts, you double-minded. Mm. So he's telling us, he said, if you want to continue as a double-minded man, then just leave everything the way it is. Because we was born this way. Yeah. But if you want to not be double-minded anymore, there's an opinion that has to leave. You have to purify your heart. Mm -hmm. You have to get rid of... Of the things that are causing you to be hesitant. All right. If you're a double-minded person, you got to pick an opinion and have a conviction with it. Yeah. My only struggle has always been it's just like it's the reality of something and then it's your faith. And I just feel like those two always combat each other because it's just like you're trying to believe in something, like we said, that you can't see. Something yeah. that isn't necessarily real unless you believe it against re the reality of something that I know, actually but let's is. not pass over that when we talk about faith that is the core of us as believers so the minute we are not operating solely in faith which is the pure christian mm -hmm. that's what you mean purify your mind your mind should be washed over with pure faith mm -hmm. if your mind is not filled with just the conviction of faith the conviction of your beliefs if it's leaning on anything, even reality, mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying? You're double-minded. He says, purify your hearts. You double-minded, he's saying, leave nothing in your heart but faith. Because at the end of the day, what we are dealing with when we talk about doubt is we're dealing with a lack of faith. All right. 
But why does it feel like it's like a fluctuating thing? It's like, because I know moments where I do feel like I, there's nothing in me but faith and I'm able to do things with confidence and all this stuff because it's, it's there. But it's also moments where it's not there. And that's what makes me like because question all be, of it. Because we take it case by case, situation by situation. That's why it's called the fight of faith. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I might have been confident. Today, I might be scared to death and lacking faith. I can't talk about what happened yesterday. I got to stand on what is happening today. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's certain situations I I just um, I have faith in. There's no room for opinion. There's no room for experience or reality yeah. to pull, pull, pull me away from. Right. But there's other things that reality and experience are still kind of pop in their heads and and that's where I have to purify my mind Mm -hmm. to be only faith-based the core of the believer is faith that's we just call I just called a believer Mm -hmm. the core of the believer is faith if we are operating from anything but faith in God then we're double-minded second Corinthians 5 6 says so we are always Confident. confident Knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, yes. Well pleased rather to be absent from the body to be and to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. What is he saying? He's saying, I am confident in my reality here. But knowing that a reality here is still contingent on a reality elsewhere. Mm-hmm. He's saying everything connected here has a ramification in another place. He says, if I'm here in the body, then I'm not with the Lord. But he's still always understanding there's two realities. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, even here, my mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe a lot of times we just get so caught up in here because we yeah. can touch it. We can smell it. We can see it. Yeah. And we got to remember the. We just thinking here. He's thinking when I'm here, I'm not home. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We have to always, the faith-based person is always walking by faith and not sight. Sight will have you say, I'm here and this is all it is. All there is is here. So that way when you lose your job, you're like, I I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. That's because you think that all there is is here. here. It's not. And we can't walk in that confidence. He said, I'm walking it. I'm always confident mm-hmm. because I don't I don't doubt the faith based person has confidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For, for those of you who are out there and you know that you're struggling with doubt, you got to understand. Don't 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 say you're a believer and you are walking in doubt. Believers have no doubt. Believers have faith. Believers have faith. <laughs> faith mm-hmm. believers don't doubt they don't i have another scripture um you know the one no weapon formed against us shall prosper and i feel like doubt is a weapon that keeps us from prospering a lot of times because we it 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 prospers in our lives the, the doubt prospers those, versus us. those are the weapons that right. are formed against us mm-hmm. those situations the things that you'll feel the the influences or even, I'll just say, you'll feel the devil 
of speaking to you at times, mm-hmm. only making you acknowledge reality. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what these are the schemes of the enemy to cause us to be unproductive, to cause us to be unfruitful, because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. That means if he's as smart as I think he is, <laughs> he knows that the way to get you out of the will of God is not to have you somewhere smoking, not to have you somewhere drinking. Come on now. Oh, come on now. He's smarter than that. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He know you know you don't want to drink as much as the man on the moon. He know you struggling with it. He know all of that. But the real issue is, is that you're weak in your faith. Yep. That's where we at. I, I, I churches don't do enough of talking about the core, the root of the problem is that we are weak in our faith. We're called believers, but we are more caught up in make believe. Yeah. We, we have this, this fictitious view of church, fictitious view of Christ. It's a fun little make-believe that we use as a sedative to help us cope with the realities of the world. But the type of faith God is talking about is the kind that can stand in the face mm-hmm. of the hard things in our lives yep. and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yep. Not the kind that hides in a church and sticks their head in the sand or like a turtle sticks their head in their shell and doesn't want to acknowledge the bills on the table, the eviction notice, the battered and bruised situation that you're in, the heartbreak, the breakups all the way to the breakdowns. God wants you to acknowledge these things and have the faith to stand with confidence through them. I love that uh, phrase you always say about how faith is not delusion, because that's what a lot of people faith use. Faith is it not as. delusional, and it'll flip on you real quick. It will, because reality is more. Reality real. is the best medicine to delusional people. Mm-hmm. Once it, reality hits them, it's gone. But the problem is, is if your faith is connected to delusional thinking. And when reality hits, not just delusional thoughts leave, but so does your God. Mm. Yeah. We can't play that game. I, I want to see him in a real way. I want <laughs> you very aware of what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But see him in a real way in it. Yes. Because faith is the way that we think. Then everything we see is driven by the way that we think. Not the way I see it, but the way I perceive it. Mm hmm. My perception changes when my mind changes. How I see something changes. The same thing with beauty. There's certain things I thought was beautiful when I was a young little buck running these streets and a young guy that I don't think are beautiful anymore. Yeah. Because my mind has changed. Therefore, my perception, my vision is still the same, mm. but my perception has changed. That's what we're talking about here. What doubt changes our perception. It distorts our perception. It makes us see things that aren't there because of the things that we see. Mm. Let's go a little further. Hebrews 10, 23. Well, Romans eleven twenty two. Let's go there. He tells us, consider the goodness and the severity of God on those who fail. Severity, but toward you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you will be cut off. What is he saying? He's saying a lot there, but I'm just going to focus on the consider the goodness. This is part (laughs) of our situation. We are caught up in doubt because we are not setting our minds 
on just one true aspect, which is faith. And faith means that we believe in God. And he's saying here, consider, think about the goodness and even the severity of God. Mm -hmm. But think about God. Think about all the spectrums of who he is. Mm -hmm. Because that's what's going to allow us to be free from doubt. To be free from being double-minded. To be free from being torn by two opinions. Is that we set our minds on a reality of our faith instead of the reality of the world around us. Yeah. Part of that is, instead of thinking about the world around me, I'm thinking about the God that I serve. That's right. I'm considering his goodness. That consider means think. I'm thinking about all he's done, all he's going to do, all the promises he made, the fact that he's never lied. So if he says it, it's true. There's nothing in the Bible that is not true. Now, there are people who misinterpret scriptures and say things and they make it seem like it's God and it's true. And then it doesn't work out. The reason it didn't work out because it wasn't in the word. It's Mm -hmm. not true. They see scriptures like ask and ye shall receive. And then you go and ask for something and don't get it. And you didn't understand the context of the scripture. So you think that God is a lie. And it casts doubt because people aren't teaching you properly. Read that whole chapter. Read the whole chapter. And <laughs> Read every uh, translation you have to. And you will totally understand, because I'm not going to get into it now, but you'll totally understand what he means when he says, ask and ye will receive. That's a guarantee. And so if you got a guarantee, that means that every time you do it, it should work. Or otherwise, God is a lie. And then the podcast is for no reason. And going to church is for no reason. And pastors and ministers are for no reason. And you should just go ahead and go about your life. Chick-fil-A minds will be open on Sundays. <laughs> you, you I mean, they saying? might as well be. They might now. as well be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let's just go ahead with a life without churches. Let's save some electric bills. Let's save some time. You know, football yeah. season coming up. I would rather just sit home and watch football. Mm-hmm. Just being honest. If this is not true, I ain't wasting my time. That's right. But just keep moving. As a believer, we need to hold on to our belief even in unbelievable times. <laughs> Which is like a constant state, I feel like. It is. <laughs> Everything about our life does not make it comfortable for us to believe in God. No. Everything about our life puts us from in position. From the people we're surrounded by, <laughs> from looking outside to the neighborhood you're in, everything about this world contradicts what I say I believe. Like, from my, my laptop. My laptop opens me up to a world that causes me to struggle in my faith. Mm-hmm. From the fact that I can go and look at my bank account, <laughs> oh, yes. from the fact that I can go and look at the news, from the fact that I can go and talk to people, mm-hmm. I, it, I'm all, it, every part of our lives opens us up to something that weakens the resolve of our faith. But we have to hold on to it. Even in those unbelievable times, when I say unbelievable, I'm saying times where it seems unbelievable to believe in God. <laughs> and I know exactly what you mean when you say that. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold fast. Hold fast. Antoinette, what that say? To the profession of our faith. 
hold fast. <laughs> oh, you wanted me to say <laughs> Yeah, hold you fast. say hold fast too. No, oh. I'm just messing with you. No, to the profession of our faith without wavering. wavering. For he is faithful that promise. He is faithful that promise. It, it, God is not going to shirk on his promises. He is going to come through. He's faithful. We should have faith in the faithful one. Mm-hmm. We need to hold fast to the profession, the thing that we're speaking, the thing that we confessed and said, and, and we told people, I'm a believer. You have to hold on to that. You got to hold on to that. Yeah. If you say you're a believer, you got to fight to believe. Yeah. You're only a believer in as much as you believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're only a believer in as much as you believe. That's a t-shirt. That is. Um, so Luke 24, 24 through 27, he said, some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. Now him is Jesus. Jesus yeah. And he said to them, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. Mm. All that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. himself. So what did he do? He opened the Bible up and he reminded them of who he is. Christ mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, guys, this is me. Right. This is me. You guys are foolish you're slow to believe we can't be slow to believe mm. we can't like i said we're in unbelievable times mm-hmm. situations in our life are unbelievable they make it hard for us to believe if you think of belief as a a, a, a thing that can be slow or fast well the situations in our life are like quicksand yeah they make it slow for us they, they slow us down in our progress to believe. Mm-hmm. You could talk to somebody. You could have just got out of praying and something could have hit your heart. And you're like, you know what? I know what I'm going to be doing now. God, God put it on my heart. I'm about to go to school, go back to school. I'm about to do this. And all of a sudden you talk to somebody and that quick, that quick, yep. that quick, you like. You know what? I don't even have the money to be doing Or you could this. just open your laptop and see all the papers you got to sign and all this stuff. And you just be like, oh, forget it. Yeah. Like, you fire up <laughs> FAFSA.gov. And next thing you know, you, you just got through the first three questions. And you're like, I got to go call her. Mm-hmm. I got to call him. I got to call the bank. I got to do all this. And these situations, these things, it's not just people being lazy. I no, wish people understood that. It's beyond that. that. It's beyond that. It's a doubt. Mm-hmm. It's a doubt when we we there's people who are literally picking careers based on doubt. Yep. You're like, I thought you wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah, but it's eight years. I can't see myself. I can't see myself. That line alone is yeah. doubt. Yeah. Hey, we got to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, you. It's all in a language. How many people, you know, want to start a business? <sighs> Don't even get me started. Every day, Every, especially now with the whole Gary V movement, like everything's <laughs> about being an entrepreneur, leaving your nine to five. Everything. Yeah. But if you are a person that is full of doubt, it's not the game for you. Mm-hmm. It's not. Why? Because you're operating in a place that's 
swarming with situations that will slow the progress of your faith if you don't hold fast to it and don't let go. Yeah. Hold Even fast. when you think about hold fast, it's like it's the it's supposed to be what you immediately cling to, like it's like, <laughs> like a reflex. Yeah. Like the minute your car all of a sudden starts skidding or something, somebody in the passenger side is going to grab that little bar above the door. Mm-hmm. They they know that in a in a unbelievable time, mm-hmm. I don't let go of my faith. I hold on. Yeah. Even tighter. Yeah. I don't let go. I I don't give myself room to just be unstable and just wallowing around i hold i gain my stability by holding on to my faith but i just always wonder why do we abandon our faith in those moments i just feel like if it's something that especially we already as believers who who believe for a while and you you know god's good and all that stuff but when those situations come it's just we abandon it now it goes back to we can't see it we always lean on things we can see. We just feel especially in safe. the heat of the moment. Yeah, in the yeah. heat of the moment, we just we immediately go to what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. We will lean on somebody who's not even one tenth, one minuscule amount as faithful as God. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. will lean on them yeah. more than God yeah. just because we can see them. Yeah, we can touch them. She got it. She got to come through at least once. He got to come through at least once. We'll count on people more than God just for the fact we can see them. Yeah. Knowing they may not even mean us well. Knowing the history of them not doing that. That's what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Just to answer your question. Yeah. Like we will find ourselves in positions purely out the fact that it seems safer. But it's not. That's why we got to hold on. We can't go back. We can't go by what we see. Them people couldn't. They they said them ladies went to the tomb and nobody saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Just because you don't see something don't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. That's rule number one about faith. That's Just right. because you don't see it don't mean it's not there. That's right. He was right among them. Mm-hmm. While they was talking like right. this, he was right among them. Mm-hmm. This is how we're we're talking about stuff. We're talking as if God's not there, and he's like, "Hello, you foolish man, mm-hmm. who's slow to faith." Do I have to remind you? That's what the pastors do yeah, every day. Every day, yeah. Sundays showing I, you I, his word. That's why I'm just, telling people yeah. come to church because God is right under your nose, and sometimes you just need somebody to say, "Hello, hello, yeah. he's right here." Just a little reminder. He's Just here. a reminder. Through the scriptures, he mm-hmm. reminded them about himself. himself. Yeah. Ugh. Little faith is the problem. It leads to doubt, and doubt leads to worry. Matthew 6 30 33. Matthew 6 30 33. You gonna read it? Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah. Why you ain't just say read it for me, Nat? I was trying to be all <laughs> slick and radio. Stuff. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall I eat or what shall I drink or what shall I wear? Yeah. He says, so all of a sudden, we are these people of little faith. And he says, in this little faith, you doubt. What do you doubt? You doubt 
the God who clothes all of the animals and all of the, the, the nature and everything won't take care of you because you have that doubt of that reality, which is not seen. We don't see God doing these things. No, we don't. So therefore, we may even assume it's not being done. Yeah. And therefore, we worry. Mm-hmm. Little faith leads to doubt. Doubt leads to worry. I want y'all to understand, you know, remember these things. Yeah. Because when you think and you have an issue with worrying, really you have That's an issue with, with doubt, which is an issue with faith. Yeah. And it, it's like it, we start off as Christians with this little faith of a mustard seed, but that, that don't work when you get further along in this journey. It's like yeah. you got to amp it up. Like Yeah, you got to build it up. <laughs> You got to have more than enough to deal with the situations in our lives. There's sometimes not so little. Yeah. You need some big faith for some big situations you're facing in your life. Yeah. And part of that comes in looking past what we see, realizing, hey, I might not see God providing, but I better know he's providing. Mm-hmm. And I better know it. With the faith that it doesn't leave me out here worrying unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can't worry. Yeah. He said, this got you asking for stuff like, what will you eat? What will you drink? What will you wear? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have all asked questions that showed our doubt. Yep. It's all in the language. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how, how I'm going to pay for school. Did you say God told you to go to school? Ain't he going to provide? How many times we had that conversation while we was in college? A million times. A million times. Like, there's, there's times where we was like, oh, well, this is it. Yeah. This is where the money <laughs> ran out. And this is where I no longer go to college. Yeah. And then we just had to shake ourselves and like, if we believe that he put us on this course, he going to provide. And then I don't care if it was a person. They would come through and be like, hey, I heard you need money. Bang. Or it's just a situation. They're like, well, you don't have to pay this. Da, da. Somehow, some way it will work out. I ain't turned down people's money like, you know, I ain't taking nobody's money. Don't you. you when you look at it with your eyes, you will think it's a person yeah. not realizing God is moving and orchestrating things on your behalf. Yeah. Or we think it should work out a certain way. And think when it, it should don't, work out a certain way, yeah. you think. And for some people, it's like this. And we've got to realize that's a whole pride thing. We'll mm-hmm. get to that another time. But if you can't dig in your pocket, pull it out of your pocket, put give it to them, then you're not satisfied with the way this thing turned out. And that's more your pride than anything. Mm-hmm. But the believer understands that God is working. God is moving. He's doing things even when I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Walk by faith. I sight. That's the way we got to be. The the other thing is little faith leads to doubt and doubt leads to fear. In Matthew 8, 24, 26, he says, and behold, there was a great storm in the sea. And so the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus was asleep <laughs> and they went and woke him saying, save us, Lord, we're perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? 
O you of little faith. Then he rose and he rebuked the winds and the sea and there was a great calm. Mm -hmm. And there's another situation. We're going by what we see. We're in a situation where everything that we know about experience tells us. And these are fishermen. Yeah. So everything about their experience let them know, okay, this is not a typical storm. It's beating so hard that the waves are starting to come into the boat. The boat is beginning to be swamped. It's starting to sink. We need to wake him up. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. And even that, Jesus was asleep. Like. Sound asleep. <laughs> and this just don't sound like a quiet storm. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? So you have this situation, but it's still people who are operating based on what they see instead of faith. And once that faith is wavered, just like the waves in the sea that's shaking their boat, the doubt comes in. And when the doubt comes in, guess what? Here comes fear. Mm-hmm. Fear takes over. How many times in my life did I feel like I was having a panic attack just for no reason? But when I sit and I think about it, I really was just operating from a place of doubt. Concern yeah. about my life. Concern about the storms in my life. Yeah. The things that I've seen pe- other people go through. So I'm going through and I'm like, oh, no. I don't want to end up like them, not understanding. I have no reason to fear. Yeah. I have no reason to fear. I, I think I think another part of little faith is like when we first come to crisis, like we get rid of all the big stuff out of our lives, all the, you know, big, bad sins that everybody told us to get rid of. And then we, we left kind of empty. And it's like when when we're stuck there, it's like your faith, it just doesn't feel like it's enough to keep going. Yeah. And that's when how we were saying you gotta amp it up you you can't go off of how you feel yeah you can't it it, it all is coming from a place of doubt once you understand that like the things i'm feeling right now the anxiety the worry the fear these are things that are synonymous with symptomatic of doubt Mm -hmm. which is because i lack faith and I should not. I, I, that's where my energy needs to go. To I don't need nobody to, to, to tell me it's going to be okay. I right. need people to share the word with me. I need to remind myself of the word. More. I maybe to, you got to go to church a few more days a week. Yeah, maybe you got to. I don't know. But Maybe you need to cut on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do things that rehearse this word in you. That's right. Just like Jesus remind him of himself. Mm-hmm. We need to remind ourselves of Christ. Yep. So that we're not. It's just laying around thinking it's so small, like it's just worry mm-hmm. or so small, like it's just fear. Those aren't just panic attacks. That ain't just anxiety. That ain't just faith. worry. It's fear. Mm-hmm. It's doubt. It's a lack of faith. Matthew 14, 30 through 31 says, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out. And this is when Peter was walking on the water mm-hmm. and he, be- he got afraid. Mm hmm. And he began to sink. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took him. He said, oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Mm. But even that, it's like he was already out there. Like, you were already doing it. But that goes to what you were saying. Yeah. Once you start removing these things out of your life and you start walking this Your walk, mindset change. You see the world change, a different way. Yeah. You're, you don't even realize you are out there. Mm-hmm. You on that water. Mm. All of a sudden, you look around. And you like you looking back at the boat, you looking at where you used to be, mm-hmm. and you looking at where you are now, and all of a sudden you get afraid. 
you know how many people in my time as a minister, I'm going on 17 years of being a Christian and almost 14 years of being a minister. And in my time, how many people I've seen start to make strides, start to grow in their prayer life, in their walk, start to leave not just things, but change the way they think about those things. Yeah. Not just I, I stopped doing that because God said, but I stopped doing it because I want to. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, they notice, they they're like they never realized they was walking in play, uncharted territory, yeah. doing things their generations of their family has never done. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of a sudden, they see it, and they get afraid, and they panic, and they go back. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like Because they don't know how to just walk by faith, how to just not start to lack in your faith just because you're in uncharted territory. But it's just crazy because you're out there. It's like you're you're doing the right thing. You're doing it. You're, you're doing, doing it. it. Like if he would have just looked down and just like seen what he was yeah, doing. Just, it's, it's just, just like, you're doing it. Yeah. You already the did. The change has already been made in your head. You did the hardest part. Yeah. You are walking on water. Some people, this might be for somebody right now that's listening. Literally, you're walking on water already. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't fear. You already did the hardest part. Yep. You all you're walking on water. I I'm saying it to some. I'm talking to you too. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. Like literally, you did the hardest part. Mm-hmm. We're in uncharted territories. We talked about this before. You're doing things nobody has done in your family. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing things nobody has done in my family. My, generations of my family were dysfunctional generations as far as my family tree go back that's how rotten the apples were mm-hmm. i'm already doing things before when god, when i wasn't even serving god he was doing things in my life that were first in my family mm-hmm. i was the first male to graduate high school yeah in my family i was my grandmother sent me 500 dollars. she was like this is for being the first male we got to understand we're, we're, we're fighting generations, we're fighting stuff. generations yeah. of stuff. And the, the fact that we got off the boat and we're walking on the water, I don't have, I got no reason to fear. I can't fear. I can't doubt. He got us on a path. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I can go on that one for a minute. That's, that's preachable. <laughs> that's preachable. But uh, when, when we look at, Little faith leads to doubt, and doubt causes us to forget who God is. So Matthew 16, 7 through 10, he says, And they begin discussing it amongst themselves, saying, We brought no bread. This is the whole fishes and the loaves thing, but this is not his first time doing this. Mm-hmm. So he said, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, Oh, ye of little faith. Why are you discussing amongst yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? What did we talk about? We said perception changes when you change your mind. Mm -hmm. He said, because you guys lack faith, you're not in a mindset of faith. The way that you perceive this thing has you you doing what? Has you discussing what you lack? Mm -hmm. Like you not with who? Him. Jesus. Yep. So he said his counterpoint to that is, do you not remember 
the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered or the seven loaves for the 4,000 and how many baskets you gathered. Mm -hmm. He said, I did this two other times. Right. Why are you eating? A minute you saw there wasn't enough bread or you didn't bring bread, y'all all should immediately turn to me. Yes. Cold fast. That's their holding fast. How many times? I'm, I'm telling you, doubt will cause us to forget who God is in our lives. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he just shake me. He'd be like, Ugh. oh, you of little faith. Why are you discussing this for us? Mm -hmm. Didn't the last time this happened, what did I do? Mm -hmm. Yep. Think about just whatever situation you got going on, Antoinette. Mm -hmm. Did he, did you not face a situation like this before? Tons of times, yeah. Did he not make a way? He did. Why are you discussing it? <laughs> Little faith. Come on, guys. We are discussing things that are moot points to God because he like it, it should be a moot point to you because didn't I do it before? Mm -hmm. Do you not know you with the person who did it before? Mm -hmm. You have a short memory because you have short faith. Mm. It causes you to perceive things differently. Yeah. He was concerned with the way they perceived things. Yeah, it's almost scary. He was like... You perceived the problem... Before the solution. With, 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 with the even, solution right there. With the solutions right there. <laughs> yeah. So is it even a problem if the solution's right there? Mm. We got to ask ourselves that. You got to ask ourselves. We can't Especially doubt. if we call ourselves believers. I mean, you're the one that put your that label on yourself. You said it. We said That's, it. That's it was your profession. Mm -hmm. So hold fast to it. Mm -hmm. You know? Luke 12, 25 through 28 says, And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do a small thing as that, mm. why are you anxious about the rest? Mm. You can't, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. It, worrying has, it doesn't add anything to your life. He's saying it's not, he, he just thinking logically right now. Mm -hmm. Jesus is thinking logically. He said, I want you, the people that I love should be fruitful. They should only do things that benefit them. Mm -hmm. That's part of the reason we'll talk about that one day. While y'all arguing about what's a sin and not a sin, God is just upset because you're doing things that are not, they don't add anything to your life. Yep. But that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but God is saying, I don't want you to do anything that doesn't add to your life. That's right. So don't worry just off the simple reasoning that it adds nothing to you. Yes. He said, if you think <laughs> on me, I told you it'll it adds something. That's right. Because it gives you it puts you in perfect peace. Mm -hmm. I was watching a movie yesterday and the lady, she was um, about to kill herself because her child and husband got murdered or whatever. And the guy was talking to her. He was like, why? It's already a tragedy in itself. Why? Why do this? Why make it more of a tragedy? And it's what just it like, add? yeah, what does it add? Does it it this That's is, what we do, though. This is what we do. Sometimes you just got to stop and ask yourself the question. What is what I'm doing adding to the situation? Mm -hmm. What is what I'm doing adding to any facet of my life? Yeah. If it's nothing, then why do it? Why do it? Mm -hmm. Worrying adds nothing. He said, verse 27, consider the lilies. <laughs> His thing. He said, start thinking about 
how I'm in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. He said, when you, when you are caught up in situations, consider the lilies. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy because he named like the smallest of the things. The smallest thing, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. But I did it the other day. I was feeling a little overwhelmed. And I'm not telling other people to do this. It's, not, it's just that what I did. I put on nature. I put on nature show. Mm-hmm. And I just started watching monkeys. <laughs> I started watching monkeys and ants and tigers. Start watching nature mm-hmm. interact and, you know, the, the things that they were doing and just realize you got to almost remind yourself. There's, it's a big world. It is. It's a big world. It's a lot of things going on. And somebody's allowing this whole order to happen. Mm-hmm. I was watching a polar bear that was so hungry and there was no food available to him that he climbed up a mountain <laughs> of a, a scaled a mountain in which he didn't even know how he was going to get down just so he can eat the eggs out of these birds nests you know what i'm saying i'm, yeah. I'm watching how did he even get that ingenuity how, you know what i'm saying we're, yeah. we're talking about animals that are limited in their capacity of thinking right. and then when you hear stuff like consider the lilies how they grow how they neither toil nor spin yet i tell you solomon and all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these but if god so clothed the grass if he so guided the polar bear up the mountain <laughs> which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven how much more will he clothe you oh you of little faith mm. And he keep reminding us, like, you just got little faith. Just like, a little faith, man. Just little faith. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Luke 24, 37 39, he says, but they were startled and frightened, and they thought they saw a spirit. And this is part of us, you know, being, being churchy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they startled and frightened, saw, thought they saw a spirit, and he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do you doubt? Arising in your heart. Mm-hmm. He says, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Mm. So there's times in our life, and the reason I'm using this scripture because some might be like, well, you say it's walk by faith and not sight. But sometimes we have to understand that God is trying to put things in our lives that connect us to this world. So that we can see a tangible evidence of who he is. Mm -hmm. That's why he said, consider the lilies. He said, I know it's hard. At times doing this walk by faith and not sight thing is hard. Mm -hmm. So just look at something real quick. I do it all. Even when you think of certain people in your life, the things that he's done in their lives and stuff. But like, if you can't muster up the strength to look in your just own look life, somewhere. look at somebody else. Just life. consider. Yeah. I know it's, it's this is this is this walk of faith is supposed to be not by sight, mm-hmm. but take a second. Just look at somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Take a second. Sometimes you get so caught up. Just go look at a person who, you know, Maybe you know somebody who's going through something worse, but they're persevering better than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you could just walk through the streets. Sometimes I feel down and I'm, I'm, you know, overwhelmed by my situations. And it no simpler than just looking across the street and seeing a homeless man beg. Mm-hmm. Why is that not me? Yeah. Changes my perspective immediately. Mm hmm. 
sometimes we God is trying to literally get our attention. He said, listen, just touch that. Mm. He said, you see that? That was me. That's me. He just shows us him in various ways. Sometimes he'll just bring somebody to me and somebody will say something that pierces my heart, touches me, mm-hmm. and changes my mind. Yeah. It could even be a child. Sometimes. It could be a kid. Yeah. But it, I look at it as it's God just taking my hands out. Look, look, look. I'm real. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to know he's real. Yeah. And he's going to do that. He's going to use people. He's going to use situations. One time I was sick. And I, I was so frustrated because I was sick. And literally, you know, in that time of being sick and being afraid, somebody just came and said one thing. And even though I still was sick, it reminded me, God's with me. Yep. He's He cares. Mm-hmm. Cares that much. He's He wants us to never forget about him. Doubt, having little faith always put us in situations where we start to forget mm-hmm. who he is and that's all people who have fallen from faith and all that stuff that's all they are are people who their faith just see it just went away because they forgot who it's god the, was it's a doubt and, and they pe- forgot who god was and they remembered who they used to be in life and yeah that's all they and, people and do one thing about that because that's interesting you brought that up it, it's sometimes it's hard to for us to to see this stuff in a very holistic type of way in a sense of there are people who leave churches purely because there are churches who are preying on doubt more than building faith mm-hmm. you know people are taking advantage of doubt mm-hmm. that's why it's it's not good to be unstable mm-hmm. it's not good to be unstable because somebody can come and cause you to fall mm-hmm Remember, if you don't have if you don't have solid footing, I don't know why I'm like I said you're darn high. But, <laughs> but if you don't have solid footing, it's easy to fall. So when you're torn between two opinions, somebody can easily cause you to fall. Yeah. All you need is one more thing to add on just to a that. Push. Yeah. Just so even a blow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that literal. <laughs> And you never know what it takes. Yeah. But I know one thing. We have to continue to have solid footing. I want to be that quick to go to my faith as quick as I am to abandon it. I want to go quick to it. Yeah. I want to hear stuff. You know, people like, you know, something about the nighttime. It just, it throws me off. It, it, it No. No. How strong is your faith? Yeah. The, that means the nighttime is the time you should be holding on. That's right. Holding on tight. You know what I'm saying? You don't hold on tight to the phone, to text. We hold on tight to the word. That's right. Because that's how we fight this thing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're unstable. And anybody who even reaches out to us in our unstable times can cause us to fall. Mm-hmm. See, was when people tell me that they're fearful or they're anxious. I'm nervous because that's a person who is susceptible. They're prey. Yeah. And you already know we live in a world, like you said, it's the easy. It's so easy. It. Yeah. They prey on it. When we have doubt of who God called us to be, doubt of who he made us to be, 
doubt of who we are in him, people can come and tell you anything. And you down for it. Not even that you really down for it. They just caught you at a place where you little faith. And you're unstable. You making decisions purely off that. That's that's unfortunate. That's why I get I get worried when people like that. I even worry for myself when I'm like that. Yeah. I immediately reach out to my support system. That's why you have a support system to support you in your unstable times. Sorry. So that you don't make unstable decisions. Mm-hmm. And you don't get connected with people who take advantage of unstable people. Yep. The Bible said it. He said there was a, a lot of the Pharisees and the teachers were assuming to be Christians, but they were just deceiving people. And he said they were leading silly women astray. Mm-hmm. It's just this leading unstable women. Yep. Women with no foundation, no footing. No foundation, no footing on faith. Mm-hmm. And we can't get caught up in that. That's how we easily get messed up in churches. It's because we're fearful. We're anxious. We come to church. Looking Push to, through anyway. Yeah. We, we come to church trying to find something. Mm-hmm. But we don't go to the right one. And so they don't build our faith. They build our fear and anxiety because they know it makes us dependent on them. Yep. Because we're perceiving things in a wrong way because we don't have a mind of faith. That's a powerful episode, man. It's a good one. It's a good one. Did you learn something? Mm hmm. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, just encouraging everybody as you continue to walk this walk, man, as believers, let's understand how how dangerous doubt is how it exposes that we are lacking faith and how it puts us in a position to be full of fear to be full of worry and to forget who God is in our lives no more episode 23 we're out of here